to Into the Filmverse, a movie podcast for movie fans. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today we are reviewing Matt Reeves' The Batman and diving deep into the filmverse to unearth a classic Scorsese film, Taxi Driver. Uh, if you want to follow us on if, Letterbox, if you're not on it, what are you doing? Come peep our film reviews. You can find me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews, and that's M-Y-T-C-H. You can find me, Bryce Payne, at Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. All right, Bryce. Um, so we might as well just get right into it. What did you think about Edward Cullen playing the not so fresh Prince of Gotham? I thought it was a fresh take. I thought it was good. Uh, I did think it was gonna be more brutal than it was, so I was kind of like not as impressed as I wanted to be. And it was like I felt that three hours. Mm-hmm. I, I like felt that in my bones. I want to say right off the bat, the first like the first thing I said when I got got out of this movie was, could he not have thrown one batarang? Just I'm not, one. I'm not even mad Just about one. that because like. I've watched other Batman films recently, right? Like mm-hmm. Batman and Robin, which is horrible. Right. But he only throws one Batarang in there. Bro, he even had it in his chest. And the only time he used it was to cut... I mean, we're going to talk about spoilers in this, so I hope you know. Um, we only talked... He only cut the, the electric, electricity like cable with it. And I'm like, bro, you could have thrown it like so many times. Like when he was hanging... Like at the end when you know when he was hanging, he could easily could have taken that and thrown it and killed one of those guys. He just doesn't know how to use it yet. I it's know, just an accessory. He was like, this is just cool. I did think... <laughs> as far as like gadgets, though, I did think he was cool how he used a grapple hook a lot. Grapple hook. I like the uh, the use of venom, just like a nice little throwback. I think it's badly used. Oh, in the, the movie. venom. When you say venom, I was just I, like, when was venom in this movie? I did not see Tom Hardy at all. Well, I'm just kidding. I, I think it. I think it was badly used. Like it was just like a throwaway thing that he didn't really need in this situation. So like, he took down one goon. So, in that, so you're talking about the green vial at the end where he like yeah. just stabbed himself and he got back up. You know. Okay. So after watching it the second time, I do. I. I because I was waiting for that scene to happen specifically to review it. Because you had mentioned that to me before. I had seen it a second time. And I didn't mind it as much because he afterwards he used it, you know, to to do the, um, you know, he cut he cut that electricity after that scene, and he also helped the people of Gotham after that scene. So it took him, so he kind of needed it. But also, some people were saying they don't think it's venom; they just think it's just adrenaline. But I'm like, hmm, not. In a, I feel like I in the say, Batman universe, it has to yeah. be venom. Like they wouldn't just do that for no reason. And for any of you who don't know, venom would be the serum that Bane uses to make himself Hulk out. Awesome, it is. But yeah, honestly, going back to what you're saying about not as much um, action, that really was really was one of the main things. I well, just thought there would be more of it, more scenes of it throughout. Yeah, because felt to me like every bit of the action we saw in that movie was from the trailers. Exactly. And I was like, the trailers, the brutality in the trailers, what everyone was hyped about. And then I was just like, this is three hours of him walking around doing detective shit, which is cool. But I just like, wanted more. Like, I just wanted to see him beat more people. Don't up. get me wrong. I thought it was a wonderful, beautiful, crafted, beautifully crafted film. I just, yeah, you're right, exactly. Because the the scenes where action was there, it it hit. It really was brutal and just guttural. But then I just wish there was a peppered, peppered in a few more things in there. Like I wish there was at least one more big action sequence, like the end. What were your thoughts on uh, Paul Dano's Riddler? I loved it. I absolutely loved Paul Dano's The Riddler, um, especially especially at that like that last scene when he's uh, him and Batman are interviewing them each other, or like you know the when um, Paul Dano is in the scene and he's like Bruce Wayne and you know you just see the transition between him thinking that he's Bruce Wayne and he, he doesn't actually know. Oh, so good. My, I, I I really I didn't like it at first. I felt I felt like a lot of like a jigsaw villain. Like he was he like he was a saw villain. That's a very yeah, and, that's very accurate. And so I was like sitting there I was like this is just this is just jigsaw in the Batman universe. But since then I've watched uh, Batman Forever. Yo, this really is awesome. <laughs> Jim Carrey's not good at all. This is a way better Riddler. Oh no. Uh I just like the serial killer vibes that he, he I mean well he was the serial killer. But I just mean like he was 
it it was different. Like it's it's not a Riddler that you'd expect. Like nothing that I've encountered before. Honestly, I don't mind because it filled the role that I think was super cool. Um, I definitely think this could have benefited from a rating, from like an R rating. You know, me normally I I like saying okay, the rating doesn't really matter. You know, they just make the movie they make. But for some reason, this feels like they kind of held back a little bit, doesn't 100%, it? Hundred percent. Like here comes Joker reinventing the R rating yes. after Logan, which is oh like, Joker, Joker, yeah, 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 which is like you know, here's this we're showing that. People will watch R-rated superhero films. Here's a Batman where we've never seen this young of a Batman. We like we have in Batman Begins, but not the same. Where he's like more, I want to call him grunge. Like, well, yeah, I mean, and I, I want to say that like, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home was PG-13, 100. percent Yeah, and uh, you could take a eight-year-old to Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, yeah, you have Aunt May dying in that one, but it's more family. For it's more friend- family friendly. But yeah, it's a lot more family friendly, especially with the pops that you get with. Dude, you know, there's the, a, there's the a scene in this where he puts a dude in a cage and then rats eat him. Like, yeah, exactly. What the hell? <laughs> this is not. No, there was a kid. Uh, there was actually a kid sitting next to me during this film, and I saw him visibly shook. Like he did not seem okay. Dude, dude, just realize the cinema is not all just for kids. Like, I know. He, he's like, what did I watch? And the best part is they're making Lego toys out of this movie. They're make, they're making toys specifically from this movie, and kids are seeing this movie, and I'm like, why? I honestly do don't. This? I wouldn't take my kid unless he was at least 13 of this film. That's why I'm saying like they they should have just leaned into the R rating at least. Like why would you like leading to it, make it more brutal, add a little bit more action, and you could have made something really dope, honestly. Because didn't didn't Joker make a billion? I don't remember. I don't either. I want to say it did. I haven't got feeling I, it did, but I've only seen it twice, and only one time was like. Because Jada hadn't seen it, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna watch it again." I don't mind watching it. I like that. I like that movie a lot. It's just it's it's such a heavy film that I just like yeah. it. One time was enough, which is like I feel like this movie could have been like that. And then I had yeah. issues with like um, Catwoman being in it, which is like something it's really dumb. But it felt like the movie would have been fine if she wasn't in it. Yeah, I mean, I felt like she was pretty integral to the 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 plot of it. I mean, I definitely did like her character and her interaction with Batman. I thought it was um. Well, actually, like normally, I don't like the character of Catwoman, and I thought how like nuanced they made this character, it, like and not not really as a superhero, but more just as like a person going through stuff, some stuff with like a little bit of extra sleeping ability. I liked it, um, but I can understand why people. I mean, I can definitely understand it. It's just like I don't need him to have a love interest in a Batman movie. I'm okay with it just being a Batman film. Yeah, honestly, anytime Batman has a love interest, it's just weird. Unless it, like, he's like it, like takes away from the main villain. Which I feel like Paul Dano's Riddler did not get enough like time to like become as like scary as I, as he could have been. I wish we could have gotten more scenes with him, um, just as Paul Dano instead of in the mask. Yeah, because it's like he he has a staple in the film, like he's important, but at the same time, it's like you guys could have done more. They easily could have. He could have been way more sinister. Yeah, but, he easily, he but easily like there's been. so many other storylines going on during the film that kind of he got kind of sidetracked almost. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, exactly. It, like, everything melded together, like, with Falcone and with the Penguin, which uh, we can talk about the Penguin in a second because he was amazing. Um, but, yeah, the Penguin, and then there was the stuff with Paul Dano and then the stuff with um, the police officers, and it was just... And then you had in Catwoman. It, like, it definitely felt like there was a, a thread through all of it, but it almost felt like you took, like, chunks of time for each thing, and then by the time you got back to something else, you're like, oh, I forgot that was even a thing, right? Okay, we're back on this. I also kind of wish there was more villains. Like, I don't know, because the long Halloween, the comic, like, it's based off of, yeah, has so many villains in it. And I was like, I only saw, like, two. <laughs> now, 
I want to ask you that. I mean, I, I, I can definitely understand that because it does feel like there could have been some a little like an extra at least one more just to make it a little bit more eventful and a little bit more which is, fighting. Which is so funny because every Spider-Man film where they have like multiple villains, people usually like bash because they're like, "There's too much," and I'm like, "Yo, I would have loved to see Batman like fight Scarecrow or something, just like some somebody else, like a main villain instead of goons, and then fighting like a main villain." So there's a few things I want to ask you about. Um, the first thing I want to ask you about is what did you think about the wingsuit? Instead of even using like a his cape, I thought it was cool. I, I like that. It's it's more unique than like it feels more realistic. I guess you know, I thought I would hate it as soon as he opened it up, and then when he crashed, I was just like, I like I was like for some reason I feel like he's gonna make that into something later that it's gonna be his cape. You know, I feel like he's gonna do that. I I just I, I like the suit. It was cool. The suit the suit's awesome. Oh, the suit was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then the second thing I was going to ask you about was what did you think overall about the ending? Because I know there's a sticking point for a lot of people that they didn't like the ending. I was okay with the ending. I wasn't mad about it. I was like, yep, that was a good movie. Like, not not something I'm in a hurry to rewatch anytime soon, but definitely something that I will rewatch. Just because they, they said that the third act just felt like so different with like, you know, the... He was actually becoming Batman. Yeah. Because like throughout the film, he's Batman, but he's not the Batman we all know. So it's like the ending has him like finally realizing that he doesn't need to just hurt people he can help people too right exactly and that's what i love about this bruce wayne and one of the things that i wanted to mention is that how this is the most batman film that we've ever gotten and the reason i say that is because at least at least to what my image of batman is because to me batman is like a foreign entity to the rest of the world like he's almost like an alien i, I will say i love the scenes where like the criminals are in the like doing their crimes and they like look oh, in the shadow and they like freak they out freak and out i was like waiting for batman I was like i love that you know what even proved to me more is after that scene, you know, the beginning scene they show in the trailers where they, they're fighting out those dude with the skull faces. Yeah. And then and then the the guy he saved looks at him and says, please don't hurt me. Uh, and Batman looks up with a bat signal and he was like, fuck, what did I do? Like, he's like, I, what do I stand for? You know, I could tell he was like struggling with that. He's like, I want to help people, but even the people I help are scared. Of yeah. Me. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, Penguin was afraid of him. Which is crazy to me. Like, I mean, I just love. I just love how like he, he walks it. And you know, even more about this is that he Batman doesn't hide because normally in all these other other Batman films we've seen and Batman pro- projects, Batman's very much in the shadows still, right? Yeah. Even though he is like, but he and then Bruce Wayne, you know, takes on the mantle in case he needs public appearances. And in this, Bruce Wayne's non-existent. Yeah, a non-existent, <laughs> but also like Batman walked in a room with like fifty cops and was just like, "What's going on here?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I. I God, you make me want to rewatch it. Like I was not like I gave it three and a half stars. Like, and now I'm over here like, shit, I might want to rewatch this. Like, it was a pretty good movie, actually. <laughs> like, so the second time I went to it, I I just was like, okay, don't expect like don't expect like um spectacle Marvel, right? Don't expect like a bunch of CGI action fights, but just like like a character study on Batman, and it and like and also it mixed with like a serial killer like movie, and it gets so much richer. Dude, I'm I'm so excited for like the sequels that are coming out. You know, honestly, I didn't think... Okay, so they announced a Penguin spinoff, right? They announced three spinoffs. A Penguin, Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum, and then one about the Gotham PD. Okay. So, well, I mean, that's interesting. See, uh, I... Because the, the Gotham PD one's about the corrupt in the police force, ooh. which I'm like, I really want to see more of this world, because, like, police are corrupt in Gotham. And then, like, one's about um, Peng- Penguin becoming, like, the crime overlord he is. Yeah. And then the next one is like um, the Arkham Asylum, which I think we're gonna see more of Joker, but I'm not a, I'm not that excited for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I only oh, the Joker. That was one of the things I wanted to mention. I'm not super excited for that either. But the the Penguin, dude, I yeah, I think I'm excited to see that that show for sure. Could you the rest picture, of it? I don't know. But could you have pictured Jonah Hill being the Penguin? Because <laughs> they offered him the role. 
I would not want to see him as a penguin. And like the only reason he didn't do it is because they want him to wear a fat suit. That makes sense. He, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's been lost, trying to shed that. Yeah, he's lost a ton of weight and stuff. And he's like, why would you want me to be like? I'm done being the fat kid. Like I'm, I'm a serious. Good actor. for him. Yeah, I would say Colin Farrell. He also was really good. Though, really he also so good. was like, I'll do it if I get paid double what Robert Pattinson makes. <laughs> they were like, no, <laughs> no, dude. But Robert Pattinson would be like, well, can I get paid more? Um, that's cool though. Um, yeah, I mean, but all those shows, I'm sure. Well, we'll probably talk about them here on the show and everything, but. Um, but yeah, I, I would say out of those, the ones I'm most excited to, just because I have some context for it, is the Penguin show. Otherwise, the cop show, I'm just like, okay. It'd be, it'd be an cool. interesting, like, drama show, but it'd, I basically feel like it'd be like NCIS in Gotham. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, that, yeah, I know, it could be cool. Could or be Criminal cool. Minds in Gotham, I guess. It could be pretty cool. Criminal Minds is more darker than NCIS. <laughs> so, uh, like, you mentioned the Joker. That scene. What did you think about it? I kind of knew it was coming because of all the rumors around the film. Did you? Oh, I had no so, idea. So, like, when I heard it, I was like, because oh. I already knew who played him. I already knew it was coming. And I was just like, I was really hoping you weren't going to do Joker in this because, like, not every Batman film needs Joker. Like, they're important to each other. But as, like, if they do this as a trilogy or whatever, it, like, don't do, like, The Dark Knight, of course, but have the Joker be, like, the bad guy that's orchestrating everything, like, the mastermind behind it. And I feel like showing him so soon would be like, eh. I honestly um, am not a huge fan of the actor that is going to play Joker. I, I mean, he, I haven't I seen too did, much. I thought he did good in Internals. Yeah, I mean, he, okay, he did okay. He did good in Internals, but I just know I just it's not like when I'm picturing hard for the him Joker to, like, match up to in Internals though, because like the movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess the honestly the really, really the reason I'm so put off by it is the way it was it presented in the in the movie just felt so misaligned with the to- with the tone of it already. Yeah, I just it, didn't it just felt like it was vibe. just shoved in, and yeah. I was like, I don't need this. Like, it felt like the ending of like uh, Batman Begins, where like Commissioner Gordon shows the Joker playing card, and like, look who's coming. And I was like, you don't need to do that every single Batman film. It felt like a poster post credit scene. They just shoved in the middle of the movie. True. Did you stay? Did you stay for the credits? Uh, no, I don't think I did. It wasn't there like some. Uh, uh, it was it, like a rada it, it just said goodbye and gave you like a code, like you can decipher to get on a website. But everyone's already figured that shit out. Yeah, so, the like, which was I actually went on the website. It was pretty cool. There, like, like does like coding and stuff. I would have been pissed though if I sat through a three-hour-long movie and then sat through ten minutes of credits and then just was like goodbye oh, and just I be know. like, what? <laughs> That's why when I as soon as it ended, I just looked up on my phone. I was like, is there a post-credit scene? No, I right, I'm out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I do that with yeah. like half the movies I see. I'm like I mean, Marvel. No. You already know, but like everything else, sometimes Marvel's just work. like how many right. credit scenes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, so what are your because if we want to kind of sum up here, what are your overall thoughts of the of the Batman? There, I thought it was well done. I'm excited to see Rob Pattinson and more of like in in, more, in like Batman again because I think he did a really yeah. good job, and I'm excited to see him like grow to become like the Batman we want him to be. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm. I guess I expected more, and I feel kind of disappointed. Uh, so for me, I after seeing it twice, um, I still am a, like I'm still a little disappointed. But but how do you give us our you give a movie four stars? So like I don't, I, you know, or I think I even give it four and a half. Honestly, it's just so much. It's so much fun. I just wish there was a little bit more action. But I think that they're building up to that in future sequels. Um, and then I think I even though I feel a little like off on the Joker, I think. I just hold out hope they can pull it off because if they pull it off Robert Pattinson as Batman, so I, I love it. Uh, so then uh, you also watched a movie that I picked. I did, and which brings us over. It's time for the film verse feature. Um, each week we pick our different movie to watch, and this week is Scorsese's film Taxi Driver. Bryce told me to pick, watch that. 
It's because I feel like it would be such a good double feature with the Batman. I feel like they would run so well together. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, they do. The first thing that I mentioned uh, after watching this was that the the guy from Taxi Driver is literally just pre-Kick-Ass. Like, he's, he was Kick-Ass before Kick-Ass was a thing. Dude, I... Okay, so like, I'm, I'm gonna spo- we're going to spoil it. It's like a 40-year-old movie, like, whatever. But, um, yo, like, who brings a girl to a porno theater for a date? I thought... Oh, okay, that was weird. Yeah, I didn't look like that. <laughs> Uh, he, he, well, first of all, who goes just so often? I thought he was just going to go one night, and then he just went there all the time. He's like, I've seen these movies all the time. I was like, you wacko. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't think you wouldn't like it. <laughs> and then he, he's, uh, yeah. It just kind of like, honestly, so I, this is one of the films that they parallel to the, the Joker. And I see it because it's like it's like a, a guy's life where he just slowly kind of makes the wrong decisions and not ne- and also he just rolls with it too. Like he makes yeah. wrong decisions. He's just like, all right, I did it, so we're gonna keep going, and just progressively gets worse. Yeah, exactly. And it's just stuff keeps happening to him because of these things, and then he just kind of like takes the wrong turn in society, like, and then and then does it, what he does, which technically is a good thing. Which, but then I don't like the ending confused me. It's so weird because it's like it's like he got so bored with his life and so unhappy with everything. He's like, I'm gonna go kill everybody. Yeah, like exactly. He, he sees this random 15 year old and he's like, I could save her. That's <laughs> like, kind of what, what it's like. That's kind of why I said it was like pre kick ass because like what kick ass's thing is is that he just got so bored one day he just put on a suit instead of becoming a superhero. But then this guy just decided to murder a bunch of. And then after he murdered them, he just walked away. What are they called? Like uh, pimps, I guess. Yeah, pimps. Pimps and yeah. I thought that action scene was awesome. The action scene. The action scene where he starts like shooting everybody. Love it. It was pretty cool. It's because he kept die- he kept getting shot, and you're like, is he gonna die? And he just doesn't. And then um, there there was like all the stuff with like the Secret Service, him like walking up and being, like. I thought he was really gonna shoot that guy because because you know it was compared to the Joker, so I thought he was gonna shoot the president dude or the mayor or whatever. And no, he's just standing there and then like get him, and he's like, oh shit, and then runs away. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. Because he was about to, too. Well, it was almost like he um, he was trying to act like he was in the Secret Service. Like, I could do this. But it was also weird because, like, why was he, uh, like, why was he trying to kill that guy? I was, was it just because of, that was who she she was working for? Maybe. I don't. Like, I couldn't figure that out. I've, I've seen this movie twice. And every single time I watch it, I'm like, I forgot about this scene. <laughs> what scene? Oh, that scene that he tries killing? Yeah. yeah, like the whole the whole like uh, campaign thing. I always forget about that. I remember like him going to the taxi place. I remember him working as a taxi driver. Me and the fifteen year old then killing everybody. But I always forget that other plot line with yeah, the, the candidate. campaign and the candidate and then the girl. Yeah, every yeah. every time or like his the girl he takes out. Yeah, it's just it's just weird because he like wants to kill that guy, but I don't. I think it's just because 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 he even gets in his taxi at one point. And he talks to him. Yeah, it's weird. Movie's good though. No, it's really, a, good. it's a cinematic classic. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely like, recommend uh, checking I watched, it out. I watched this movie called Lahane. Yeah. And it has a scene in it where a guy gets a gun and he's in the mirror and he's like, you talking to me? You talking to me? And I was like, I love it. Sounds like the Godfather. Make an offer he can't refuse. Well, Robert De Niro is in Godfather Part 2. I love Godfather. The first one. <laughs> we could talk, I talk about that movie all the time. I like the second one better. I know. A lot of people do and I haven't watched it yet, so I need to watch Jada, it. Jada likes the first one more than the second one. On the bright side, I've never met someone that likes the third one more than more than them because that movie is terrible. <laughs> like actually terrible. Uh, I'm, how do you make how do you make two really good films and the third one's terrible? It's like fifteen years after the second one is when they made it. Wow. Like uh no, the second one came out in nineteen eighty two or three or something like that, and the third one came out in nineteen ninety three. Makes sense. And uh, Francis Ford Coppola cast cast his daughter. As like Michael Corleone's daughter, and she is awful. 
She cannot act to save her life. She's a good director. Oh. She's just not a good actress. Well, that's awesome. Um, So, any other thoughts on Taxi Driver there? I'm trying to think of anything else that was super cool. You know, there was one scene in there that um he goes to talk to the, one of the other taxi drivers, and he tries to give, and the other taxi driver give, starts giving him advice, and it was like the most whack advice I've ever heard. New York? Yeah, he was like, yeah. I, I just feel like everyone in New York's kind of unhinged almost. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't know, you're a man, and you just do what a man does, and just live your life, and... You're, you're, you will become your job. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, it was good, though. I mean, like... No, it wasn't a bad conversation. I just thought, like... It was like a... I was like, this guy's goofy. <laughs> but it's like um Joker, where the guy's like, you're carrying a gun with you? Oh, yeah, it wasn't there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let me get a gun. I know, yeah. Then he just finds some dude that give him, like, 20 guns. I just, Batman and Joker movies can always be referred to Taxi Driver. I feel like, it, I feel like the modern ones are always going to be good together with Taxi Driver. You know, actually, I wanted to jump back to Batman real quick. Because, I mean, I know we kind of wrapped that up, but I was thinking about something that I wanted to mention that I forgot. So you know how um, we like this Batman is so new, is and because like I feel like when we think about Batman, he's kind of he's sneaking in through the rafters. He's he's all tricking people all selfie. Like... This dude just showed up at the front door, knocked on the front door, and said, "Let me in." And they were like, "Nah." And then he just beats people up as he walks in. He's young. And that's why I love it, because like, he's like, I just want in. I don't know. <laughs> do out of he's my like, way. You, you can't stop me if you wanted to. <laughs> exactly. That's why. I, well, and that was another. So not only does he just he just plow through people, but he also doesn't like try to avoid damage. He just like, he, did you see like how many times he just gets shot in the chest and like and like with a shotgun and just bullets? And he's Dude, just like, shoot me. <laughs> the, <laughs> like He the, wants to be shot. The scene where he's getting shot in that like trailer or whatever. Oh, my God. That's dude. practical effects. Practical effects, practical effects, like flashes, like the, like people, like 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 blinks kind of shit, like, like actually like bouncing off. I like, did not know that. Like, dude, like the, also the Batmobile scene. Oh, oh, let me mention that real quick because um, I'm gonna out some people. Some of my our our friends in one of our film groups. Um, shout out to Films Credit Collective. Um, they mentioned we we're thinking that the Batmobile stalled out in that one scene where he's where you know the, the he revs the engine. Yeah. I don't think it stalled out. I think I think because Penguin wasn't in his car at the time, and you know Batman got shot, and he like went to the ground, and I think he went over to his Batmobile because he wanted Penguin to run, so he waited till Penguin got in there, and then he revved his engine and was waiting for Penguin to to like get in his car so he could chase him because he wanted to be like that's fuck dude that, run from me. Batman has some like messed up thoughts. Yeah, he does. He's like sitting there, he's like I want to hurt people. <laughs> that's exactly what he was thinking, dude. Like otherwise, why not just because Penguin wasn't in his car. I was like, I'm just, I'm just in my, he's, my like getting, he's like getting pure like serotonin from it. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's like, he's like, I want to hurt you. All those explosions. He's just like, he has a hard <laughs> He's like, yes, I killed the penguin. <laughs> I do wish the Batmobile was used more though. Cause I was like, me too. It dude. looks it was so, so cool. Good. And then they only used it for one scene. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like more action could have been cool. Like a little bit more. Three hours and they used the Batmobile for one, one scene. scene. Yeah. And it was <laughs> when we saw in the trailer, bro. Like, bro. Even though that was a dope scene. Don't get me wrong. It was wrong, so but. good. So good. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Bryce, where can people follow you and your enrapturing escalades? You can find me on Letterboxd at Pain Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews, Instagram at Pain Love Cinema, and Twitter at Sanguine Films. And you can stay connected with me, Mitchell Chandler, by simply following me on Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler, Twitter at Mitchell Chandler, and Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. And remember, Mitch is spelled with a Y. Um, and then also you can find us on our YouTube channel at Into the Filmverse. Uh, that's all for this time, our fellow cinephiles, and until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!